Good evening. Welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish as we celebrate the Most Holy Trinity. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. Today's psalm has a little bit of a different format in that first I, the cantor, will sing the verse and then I will bring you all in on the refrain. So right now we're going to take one minute and our organist is going to play the refrain. I'm going to sing it and then I'm going to have all of you practice singing it so that you are ready when I bring you in. Okay, Lucas. <laughs> To you. Okay, and we do not repeat that. So it just goes verse, refrain, verse, refrain. There are many verses, but they are short. So assisting us today as our lectors are Mary Kay Bolbeck and Mary Pakatinskis. Our altar server is Paul Kushta. I, Serena Tamarino, am your cantor. Our organist is Lucas Rao. And our celebrant is Father Michael. Let us all now stand, if you are able, for the entrance procession and join with each other in singing our opening hymn, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, number 567. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Good evening, everyone. 
yes, we are in summer, aren't we? So uh, this is actually ordinary time. Um, we begin ordinary time after the Easter season, after Pentecost, although these first two weekends of ordinary time are not ordinary. Today is the celebration of the Most Holy Trinity, and then next weekend will be the celebration of the Most Sacred Body and Blood. And so we gather in these great feasts that are foundational to who we are as Christians and Catholics. Also, as you've noticed, I am dressing down. <laughs> so during the summer months here, I'm gonna be wearing a stole, not a chasuble, just for survival. <laughs> now that it's a comfortable 89 degrees, right? As we're gathering, we trust that we are part of the dynamic and the interaction of our God as Father, Son, and Spirit. As we begin the celebration of this liturgy, we open ourselves to that dynamic and to God's mercy. Lord Jesus, you are Son of the Father. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you send your spirit among us to animate us. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you share with us your mission, the mission of the Father. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Together we say, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Gathering our prayers, let us pray. God, our Father, who by sending into the world the word of truth and the spirit of sanctification have made known to the human race your wondrous mystery, grant us, we pray, that in professing the true faith, we would acknowledge the trinity of eternal glory and adore your unity, powerful in majesty, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. A reading from the book of Exodus. Early in the morning, Moses went up Mount Sinai, Sinai as the Lord had commanded him, taking along the two stone tablets. Having come down in a cloud, the Lord stood with Moses there and proclaimed his name, Lord. Thus the Lord passed before him and cried out, The Lord, the Lord, a merciful and gracious God, slow to anger and rich in kindness and fidelity. Moses at once bowed down to the ground in worship. Then he said, If I find favor with you, O Lord, 
do come along in our company. This is indeed a stiff-necked people, yet pardon our wickedness and sins and receive us as your own. The word of the Lord. reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, rejoice. Mend your ways, encourage one another, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The Holy One's greet you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The word of the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Greet one another with a holy kiss. For goodness sakes, are you kidding, right? Besides that, we've just navigated a pandemic, for goodness sakes, right? <laughs> so before uh, talking a bit about how we have learned to greet one another because of Paul, it's interesting that we're celebrating Trinity Sunday, and if you were paying attention to the readings, there's actually very little in those readings that actually speak directly about the Trinity, especially as we name the Trinity today and have defined it through the teaching and the dogma of the church, which is one God and three persons, right? And so and when we hear the scripture passages today, we really just hear from the first reading, Exodus, about how God reveals God's name as Yahweh or Lord, and Moses begs him basically to accompany the people, although we're stiff-necked. The, the, the second reading is probably most clear, but before talking about that, uh, the gospel passage we hear proclaimed today certainly had the Father and the Son, but the Spirit wasn't even present, for goodness sakes, right? At least not uh, explicitly said. And, and really, it's really talking about one of the most profound attributes of God and the dynamic of God, which is God's love. God so loved the world. He did not come to condemn, but that the world might be saved through him. And so, uh, so really... There's not a whole lot of places in Scripture where the Trinity is named together. There's places where the Spirit's talked about, places that Jesus, of course, is speaking and talked about, places that God is talked about, but there's not a whole lot. We've developed that over time. And so as we're hearing about the Trinity, there's a bit of a different emphasis on that, about a sense of accompaniment of God with us and us with God and one another a sense of the dynamic that happens, of God's self-giving and saving love that is present and given to us through Christ Jesus and, of course, experienced in and through each other as Christ Jesus and the body of Christ here. Right? So the Trinity that we're celebrating is not something we're celebrating outside of ourselves. And so we learn to greet one another in God through Paul. I'm not sure if you're aware or not, but there's two things that we do in liturgy that were in that reading from Paul to Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. It's actually the very end 
of the letter of St. Paul to Corinthians. And remember, this is the second letter, so that means there must have been a first, right? And so we have two letters, and they're actually quite extensive and long letters of Paul to Corinthians, and now we're hearing the very end of them. And there was two things that we actually do right here, right now. We've already done one of them, and we're going to do one of them, that are the greetings that come from those few passages, the very end. Notice, it ends with grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Where do you hear that? We already did it, right? That, that, we've got the formula, or the formula we use at Mass, to greet one another and begin the liturgy from Paul. He's taught us to greet one another in the Lord. And then he, before that, of course, before talking about grace and peace from God, Father, Lord, Jesus Christ, the Spirit, he says, greet one another with a holy kiss. The kiss of Thank you, right? The kiss of peace, which is what we do actually right before we come together receiving and participating in the act of journeying together and receiving communion, the body of Christ, and of course we, the body of Christ, receiving the body of Christ. And so, and so we do two things in Paul's greetings, and we've taught, been taught that through him and through his letters and through one another. Now, of course, most of us are not going to kiss one another, right? We're not going to kiss one another. But, but, but before, before talking just a little bit more about that, this is the end of Paul's letter to the Corinthians. He ends with talking about living in unity and peace with one another, greeting one another with a holy kiss, and greeting one another in the very dynamic of Christ as Father or God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's the way he ends all this. Let me tell you, the Corinthian community... And the letters to the Corinthians are fascinating because the Corinth community was a sea town. It was a very mercantile town. It was a crossroads of all kinds of peoples and cultures and economy. It was a place that had all kinds of religions, had all kinds of uh, philosophies, it had all kinds of politics, it had all kinds of economics, and they were all kind of coming through that dynamic metropolitan city. It also had rich and poor, it also, at least we kind of get from Paul's letters, had, had quite a bit of world depravity to it. <laughs> and, and that's not too crazy to think about when you think about that coming together, that crossroads of so many things and cultures and cults and religions and things, right? And so the letter, this is the, one of the first communities that Paul founded. And the letters to Corinthians are, of course, addressing them and encouraging them and talking about their greatness. And at the same time, too, there's all kinds of issues that are addressed in the letters of Paul. There's all kinds of disputes that are happening. There's all kinds of factions and brokenness that's happening. As a matter of fact, the letters of Paul to the Corinthians is, is where we've come up with a lot of the basic of what Paul teaches in his letters, right? We, we get the, the um, theology of the, the, the body, uh, that we are one body in Christ, although many parts. The reason why he came up with that is because there's all kinds of people who are doing all kinds of things and were very fragmented and, and shattered. Um, it's in Paul's letter to the Corinthians that he talks about one of my favorite things where he talks about as they're gathering for the celebration of the unity of Eucharist, where he says, so I hear among you that when you gather together in these meals and Eucharist, that one goes home drunk and another one goes home hungry. 
right? That was in the letter of Paul to the Corinthians. In the letter of Paul to the Corinthians is also where Paul talks about how, you know, some of you think, you know, I, where I, I follow Apollos or I follow, so there's all these leaders and, and who are kind of teaching different things and different people are trying to follow them. And he's like, well, what's this all about? And so this is also a letter where Paul has to kind of state his own authority as leader within the church. Um, it's a letter where he, uh, especially 2 Corinthians, where he expresses all of this praise, all of this adoration of the community, and at the same time, uh, out of the other side of his mouth, as soon as he finishes that paragraph, says, you know, you're driving me crazy. I can't believe you're doing this. Uh, I'm so angry with you. I'm so frustrated with you. Right? It's, so, okay, so, so why am I saying all that? And that's just a little bit. Go through both letters of Paul to the Corinthians if you'd like. Because after all of that, after all of the, the, the beauty of the community and the brokenness of the community, after all of the factions, after all of the addressing of morality and cult practices and, and their brokenness within the Eucharist that's not supposed to be the brokenness of Christ, but the hungry and drunk and, and those, after all of that, he ends by saying, be at peace, be at unity. Greet one another with a holy kiss. And grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, love of God and communion of the Holy Spirit, fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you, all right? We offer each other that very sign, that very kiss of peace as we gather. And when we do so, sometimes we sit here and think to ourselves, do you know what this person beside me has done to me? You know? Do you know this person's theological views? Do you know this person's political affiliation? Right? Do you know how this person behaves and acts? And yet, as Paul says, when we gather here as Christian community in liturgy, greet one another with God, with it in God, and with a holy kiss. What we do here in the sign of peace before we receive communion is not just human, right? It's not just pressing the flesh with somebody. Of course, again, we've just navigated a pandemic and some of us are kind of like, ooh, right? right? Don't touch me, right? Uh, but, but I mean, there should be a deep sincerity as we turn to one another in the kiss or the sign of peace. If it's not a physical, which is extremely important, by the way, like physical contact and sharing, if it's not that, at least a deep acknowledgement, uh, an eye contact, uh, a, a presence, acknowledging of not only that person's presence within the body of Christ, but the fact that they're part of this dynamic, crazy mystery that we call the Trinity and the Christian community that greets one another and trusts the act of God present within us. You know what they do in sign language when they do it? They don't touch one another, but they actually do this sign, right? And in sign, of course, we're speaking in a deaf community, they do this to one another, and, and, and they look at one another, and they acknowledge one another. And this is actually the sign for I, L, Y, which means I love you. It is expression of God's care and God's love and that dynamic of God's love 
among us. That doesn't mean that we have to necessarily like one another, doesn't mean that we have to agree with one another, doesn't mean that we, we, don't, we haven't hurt one another, it doesn't mean any of that. But what it means is, is we trust and acknowledge the dynamic of God's love among us. We trust and acknowledge that God is accompanying us. We trust and acknowledge that that person around me is a part of this mystery as well. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Spirit be with you. An experience as well as a profession of faith in the triune God, let us stand and profess. I believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God. Not made consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds with the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead, in the life of the world to come. Amen. Trusting the power of God's love manifest among us as people and church, we bring these needs and prayers of petition. Our response is, hear us, O Lord. For the church, that God's mercy towards us may teach and inspire us to extend that same mercy to one another, we pray. Hear us, O oh Lord. For all who struggle to know their dignity as children of God, that this solemnity of the most holy trinity may renew a sense of who they are and whose they are, we pray. Hear us, O oh Lord. For all those celebrating birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, and baptisms this month, that they may be filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. We go forth. In union with Pope Francis's intention for the month of June, for the abolition of torture, that the international community may commit to the abolition of torture and concrete support for victims and their families, 
we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Kenneth Brannigan Jr. and Virginia Lee Slibbins, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. We remember today all of our parishioners and all the intentions presented on the altar along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. Calling on the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Our hymn for the presentation of the gifts is Glory and Praise to Our God, number 606. Pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands. The praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all his holy church. 
sanctify by the invocation of your name, we pray, O Lord our God, this oblation of our service, and by it make us an eternal offering to you through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For with your only begotten Son and the Holy Spirit, you are one God, one Lord, not in a unity of a single person, but a trinity of one substance. For what you have revealed to us of your glory, we believe equally of your Son and of the Holy Spirit, so that confessing the one true and eternal Godhead, you might be adored in what is proper in each person, their unity and substance, their equality and majesty. For this, we praise you with the angels and archangels, cherubim and seraphim, who never cease to cry out to you each day. And as with one voice, we acclaim. Indeed, holy, O Lord, the font of all holiness, make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, he entered willingly into his passion. He took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this. All of you and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
the mystery of faith. Therefore, we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection. We offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks you've held us worthy to be in your presence and to minister to you. Humbly we pray, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church, which is spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, with David, our Bishop, with all of the clergy, all who serve and lead your people. Remember also all of our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. And have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Saint Joseph, her blessed spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, to praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from you. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, you said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. We offer one another some sign of Christ's peace.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy to enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be. A prayer of spiritual communion for those who cannot be with us this evening. Lord Jesus, through baptism, we are one in you and in each other. We believe you are present in the blessed sacrament, the word, and the Christian community. We believe that the power of your love has no limits. For those who cannot physically be with us here, we humbly ask you, through the power of the Most Holy Spirit, that in the act of the sacred communion, we are all made stronger in our love for you and for one another. Wherever we are, we are your church, yearning through our, your grace to be witnesses of the kingdom in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Our communion hymn is number 578, How Great Thou Art.
It's the first weekend of the month, and we're trying to get back to the community building exercise of uh, celebrating people's uh, celebrations, birthdays, anniversaries, uh, new membership, those sorts of things. So it's the month of June, and so I'm going to ask, does anybody have any celebrations? Birthdays, anniversaries? Christina, what are you celebrating? All right, so Christina, celebrating her birthday. Whose birthday? Sage's birthday. All right, congratulations to Sage. <laughs> She's all about her birthday. Um, anybody else? Birthdays, anniversaries? I need names. Jessica and Julian celebrating your wedding anniversary. Congratulations. And working on a family, so that's uh, <laughs> wonderful. Anybody else? Way over on the side? 51st wedding anniversary, and you and your wife's name. Name. Linda and Ken, 51 years. Congratulations. Anyone else in the month of June? Blessings. I, I, sir, I'm going to come down here. You, and, and give me your full name. Your, your, your name again is? Your name again is? Pardon me? Your name? Anthony Maturik. Anthony Maturik turns 89. This. Congratulations to all of you, blessings, prayer, and again, a way of greeting and learning each other's names and celebrations as people head out of church. Make sure you congratulate them. Together as God's people, let us stand and let us pray. May receiving this sacrament, O Lord our God, bring us health of body and soul as we confess your eternal holy trinity and undivided unity through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Our closing hymn is number 881, Lift High the Cross. <laughs>